0: Namaste and welcome to India. We're finally here for the much awaited debut of the Indian Grand Prix. I'm Adam Wheeler and this week I'll be representing my colleagues Neil and David who unfortunately can't be here. It'll be an interesting week ahead, a new experience for all of us in India and we're super excited. Even more when I'm joined this week for a chat with none other than Miguel Oliveira and his crew chief Giovanni Matarolo. Welcome both to the RNF Unlocked podcast series. Uh, Miguel, first thing I have to ask you is, um, did you go and see the poor journalist that you wiped out in the cricket uh, <laughs> exhibition earlier by whacking the tennis ball into his head?
1: <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, it was okay, I guess. Yeah. Also, if you, even if you create some kind of physical damage during a situation like like that one specifically with a lot of crowd around you, even if you hurt, you you're still going to walk walk the pain off, you know? So I think that's what he did.
0: It looked to me like you need to practice your technique a little bit more. I mean, the power was there, but the control yeah. wasn't
1: None of problem. None of any sport related to using a ball, either with the, your foot, your hand, or with the stick, I'm not good at it. Golfing, volleyball, just forget about it. I'm not... Yeah, I'm not good
2: at any any of those.
0: Uh, Giovanni is Miguel's coordination sometimes a little bit off. I mean, you know, it is. It's oh, I
2: was listening what he said, but uh, Cicchetti on the bike is really good. His coordination, I mean, fortunately, you can
0: do more than one thing <laughs> in the same time. It's not
2: bad. <laughs> it's not bad.
0: <laughs> Listen, guys, it's been um, some decent GPS of late. Uh, Catalunya, Misano, things are looking up. Um, Miguel, for you especially after such a torrid time at the beginning of the year, um, how's the feeling at the moment in the pit box?
1: I mean, for sure, it's uh, a feeling that uh, we want to do even better, which is nice. But considering from where we've uh, started and what had uh, happened uh, in our way, for sure, it's already quite, quite great what we are achieving Especially, I think one of the things w- which we should be really proud about is how we start the weekends and how we finish. Uh, the progression through the weekend, the evolution in my riding—it's uh, it, clearly hitting the right direction. There are still uh, a lot of things which I would def- like to to have automatic in my in my riding to to get the maximum out of the bike, but I'm. I have uh, a lot of uh, flexibility, so I can I can adjust. Um, but so far, it's uh, the last few races since Silverstone has been, uh, fortunately, a, a, a good way of progression. Austria, we didn't finish both races. Uh, one due to the first uh, incident, first turn incident, and the other one due to a technical issue. Um, but anyway we qualified uh, seventh or eighth I don't remember well so we've been into Q2 uh, the hard way but we've been there so I guess the speed and the consistency of the results is there so we'll see what and happens
0: Giovanni from your view in the pit box it must be nice to finally get some momentum going because like we said you know, the, the start of the year was challenging
2: yeah for sure it's not simple to it, it's important to consider that uh, It's the first time of Miguel in this bike. And for the previous four years, he ride a a quite different bike. Still a MotoGP, but was Mm -hmm. really different. Mm -hmm. And uh, considering uh, that uh, he missed most of the first part of the season, because we need to consider that uh, Mugello, accident and Assen was still injured. And we saw that on the data, how he ride the bike, he was riding with only one arm and for sure, uh, improve the feeling with the bike and also the riding style is, is, is not that the best condition. If we consider that and looking, as you said, at the second part of the season from Silverstone to, to now, I think that the progression that we are doing and how Miguel is adapting of the bike is, uh, is really, really good. This is why I said before that he's able to do more than one thing in the same time. <laughs> because it's not simple on this level, with the speed that these guys are, are carrying on to, to change your riding style and still stay on the limit and try to move the limit forward and forward. And for me this is uh, the most uh, important thing to think about which is our target and that we have the possibility to, to arrive to that.
0: I mean, your cricket skills were not impressive, but I was impressed to see you going for a run around this new circuit, you know, Bud International Circuit yesterday. Because the heat here is, it feels more intense somehow than than Sepang or Thailand. It's I mean, it's certainly similar.
1: I've I've uh, I was expecting a bit worse, to be honest. Uh, but the heat is, uh, yeah, you you can. <laughs> you can manage somehow but let's see let's see on the bike because when once we stop in the garage for sure all the heat will come and you'll try to refresh uh, but it, it's so far it feels hot for sure but
0: i mean but that was one way for you to to see the track and to feel it a little bit but i mean do you guys usually have a sit down and talk about the next grand prix anyway even if you've done if you if it's a place that you know incredibly well
1: yeah yeah now we do it uh, every well, every week, let's say, we, we could call it the briefing on, mm-hmm. on, the, uh, on, on, on the next GP. We do, uh, we, we do share some ideas of what we want to do with the setting of the bike, uh, which uh, some interesting things I could have seen on the videos from the last years and so on. My feeling on, on last year's bike, what, what worked there, what, what did not work. Stuff like that. So we, we take some impressions and that, that's, that's what we take into account, preparing a Grand Prix.
0: So Giovanni, f- from your side, how do you prepare for a completely new place? I mean, there's, there's no records, there's no data, there's nothing to really go on. Yeah, with.
2: this is, I think, the first time that we come in a new circuit uh, without any test before. Because last year in uh, Changa we did a test before and also in Portimao, the same this time ah, in Indonesia yeah yeah yeah. yeah sorry Indonesia, Indone- yeah. Mandelika yeah, sorry yeah. sorry Lombok. and uh, yeah for sure the factory helped us with some simulation some information some data just to try to put everything together to have a base to start and for, that's for sure uh, we we talk a lot uh, during the track walk but also checking the tires that we had the shape of the track uh, comparing with other kind of circuit uh, For example, the the length of the street of uh, this circuit compared to which is the closest one and something like that. And yes, this time maybe we talk more than in, in other times about which are the ideas and which is the plan, especially for the first day, just to try to understand how to use the time, not to do quantity, but quality, just due to the condition, the temperature, I need to save the rider because I need him every time uh, as much uh, ready and fit as possible but uh, in the same time we need to understand uh, where are we going and how we need to improve the bike.
0: One of the talking points from this circuit is the, you know, the long straight, I mean yeah. it's one of the longer ones we have on the calendar Miguel, both you as a rider and Giovanni as a technician, I mean, do you think it's going to be some pretty impressive speeds by the time of the end of the you know, are we talking kind of Mugello, maybe Austin kind of levels? Well, from
1: my perspective, we, we, we will not see incredible speeds. For sure we're still going to be going fast, but I don't, I don't expect it so high. Uh, not more than Austin, let's say, or very similar. Because we start from a very slow corner. Uh, we do have a massive straight to end time to gain speed, but we also have need to break to a super slow corner next. So I don't think it's going to be that much of a, a speed uh, record like we see in Mugello. Mugello, we do a, a you know a third gear corner before we go to the straight, so that's fast, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, yeah. Um,
0: like gearing, electronics, Giovanni, there's, is there going to be some basic stuff to, to get ready during FP1 yeah.
2: tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. We, we know that especially first part of FP1 will be dedicated to understand especially the electronic side. For the gear, we have a, a base that is acceptable to start and for sure we will need to adjust a bit. But the most important thing is the for first that he start to understand where he need to put the the wheels in the truck and uh, in the same time the electronic side from that point on we start to to work on the rest of the bike
0: it but might be a small coincidence miguel but you know the last two tracks that we've had have been brand new for everybody you've had pretty amazing results is that just a uh like I say, is that a coincidence, or are you like a very fast adapter?
1: Oh, I think it's just a coincidence. <laughs> I mean, if you, yeah, Portimao was in a new track for, for all of us, but not so much for me because I, I knew the place before. Uh, in either case, we all arrived there for, with our bikes for the first time without having uh, ridden the track before. We did a, a test. Uh, in October which was the month before we went to the the GP so we all kind of knew the track more or less Um, on that regard I I don't think knowing or not knowing the track is a big advantage or disadvantage Um, because we all know that we, we, we can learn the track quite easily to get the maximum out of the bike and the track I think might take different times for all of us But yeah, that's it. Then Mandalika was, uh, yeah, was fast, but still, you know, on a wet race, um, things got a little bit unusual. Yeah. yeah. Um, So yeah, the rest, um, you know, I I see it as a a funny, positive coincidence that for sure gives me uh, extra boost to do well in in the new track.
0: Um, just to move on to another subject in the podcast the the crew chief and the rider relationship Um, when did you two guys meet when did you sort of first start to build a bit of a friendship and working uh, kind of relationship I guess
1: well working in Valencia (coughs) 22 so that was the winter test first time I went into into work with the Aprilia Mm -hmm. before we met in person uh, around Mizano time uh, last year where I jump on the bike and I took some uh, impressions first impressions on the ergonomics of it um but that's really it uh, after we didn't spoke much um because obviously it was focused on his his role with this rider, and I was focused on my role in my in my previous team so um, yeah, we start talking a bit more after. <laughs> after the race finished in Valencia, and that was it. we we built up uh, some, yeah, some, some relationships since then, but it's the, the work in the track that gets us uh, to know each other more. Uh, it's not the phone, not the text messages, not the emails, it's more the, the work environment. Yeah.
0: Giovanni, from, from your side, what did you think... You know, about Miguel coming into the team and working with him. Did you think, oh, he's a guy with a bit of a dry sense of humor, um, you know, clearly <laughs> intelligent about his job? What was, your, what was your preconception and then the reality? No,
2: I knew from other people that worked with him in the past that was a really good guy to work with. And, and I, I knew that, but I was curious to understand why and if it was true or not.
0: Should we doing another podcast after when he's not here and you tell me the truth? <laughs> yeah? yeah, please.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, sincerely, yes. The the first impression, yeah, I had always a good impression about him. The first part, time in Valencia, because Misano was just uh, mm-hmm. sit on the bike, check the position, just to know in Valencia. To, we had only one time, one day, yeah. just save time, and have an idea or, of uh, what he needed. And then you know that when you start to ride, everything changed. <laughs> just a <have> base. <laughs> Now, the first impression was for sure good, but uh, was, uh, as is normal, he know, knows no one in the team, also me, he doesn't know me. It was quite uh, just uh, measuring everything, every people, every movement, every kind of thing, and uh, I think that uh, was the right way to start. If you arrive and you start to speak uh, with all, uh, be funny and so on, it's quite strange. It was really professional. This is the right word.
0: We were talking about your adaptation to circuits, but really, through your career, you have to adapt to environments and different groups of people, <clears throat> some from different nationalities. I mean, that's a skill in itself, isn't it, Miguel, to make everyone believe in what you can do and what you say, and what yeah. feedback you have for the direction of the project. I mean, that's quite a responsibility.
1: Yeah, I think I always took it as a natural thing uh, in, my, in my career. Uh, you you really need to be flexible, as I mentioned before. Uh, Have the flexibility to be around people, different people, and to meet halfway somehow. You know, I I know I have a character and Giovanni has a character, but um, I believe if I'm a little bit more flexible, I can meet him halfway on what he needs from me and... uh, Uh, What I need from him Uh, and I think that's the key in every relationship professional relationship is that you Kind of understand uh, what to give away. Sometimes It's 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 good to prefer some uh, peace of mind rather than uh, Being right on some subject, you know Um, And that's this given and take uh, that you need to be good at uh, Leading a team uh having a team uh, relying uh, on, on on your result to to, to, to be motivated uh, but also sometimes to have the good environment to you know you're having doubts but you can do it like last weekend in Misano you know to, to build this kind of environment that have many doubts in my head if I would able to do the race the right way or not and have the group uh, behind me pushing me in the right direction that's also uh I think what this flexibility helps you to 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 have. You I know? mean
0: Giovanni it's a strange relationship isn't it because the crew chief and the rider it's something that has to work quite quickly and it's something where you both have to have a lot of mutual trust pretty much straight away without necessarily having a lot of history or you know a bond it's something it's kind of a skill in itself isn't it to make that relationship work. Mm, yeah,
2: I think that for sure you need to have some skills to, to make a relationship work. But in, in the same time, uh, me and him knows that we need to find a way to take out our best from my job and from his job. And the best way is to talk. Talk, and many times I ask to him, uh, do you have th- something more to tell me or do you have something to ask? I see you, that you are thinking about what? Please tell me. <laughs> just ju- just because we need to, I need to know. And we need to know each other, for sure. Race by race, uh, we are growing this uh, kind of relationship, uh, just to, yeah. to be faster, to adjust the bike. At the beginning, we needed three days, then two days. Then just when we start, we know which is our skills, which is his necessity on the bike and uh, we try to do it as soon as possible just to give to him a base and just to give to him the confidence to, to work good on the bike just from the beginning.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you look at it also, the, the job is a bit complex uh, because you have a bike that more or less works and you can get to a certain level and be amongst everyone but then either the rider needs a specific feedback from the bike or the bike needs to physically do something better, which is not doing. So that's where we need to understand and have a cold mind to mm-hmm. really put things in perspective and understand what you really need or what the bike really needs to do. You know? So that, that's that's where, we, that's where the crew chief needs to be good at. You know, to, to get uh, a real necessity of the bike, or to get something from the bike to please the rider, so yeah. he can trust more the bike to go faster. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there is no, there is no magical settings now. You know, you cannot, you cannot make a bike go one and a half seconds faster. Yeah. <laughs> but you can definitely help the rider to uh, have, have, the have, have, yeah, have a, have the confidence, have a certain feeling to actually go and do something with the bike. There are some times where the bike physically doesn't perform as as, as we wish or has it, uh, needs to to, to to do for uh, for fight, to fight for a podium or for a top five, whatever result, yeah.
0: Can you give me an example, guys? Can you remember some case recently where you thought, okay, we've unlocked that or we've managed to... Uh,
1: we can, yeah, we can go to Portimao maybe. It's already yeah, the first case. From Friday to Saturday. From Friday to Saturday, you know, it's <laughs> uh, we, we did some changes on the bike, but they were small, but I was able to go... Uh, really fast? Yes, more than a second faster than I've been doing in the test <laughs> and, and the day before.
2: Yeah, that so, was a, a situation where the, your comment was on the corner exit, uh-huh. but checking together the data and going deeper to his comments and his feeling, we understood that was more the corner entry. We adjust the bike. We also using the, the the experience on the test that we did, and, and we were on the beginning on our yeah, yeah, yeah. work yeah. together. We did the, an interesting step.
0: Yeah, was that a case where you think I know where I need to be better, but then someone shows you actually it's, it's not, the opposite? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Oh, but But was true that he missed on that point, but was uh, the consequence of
0: another Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: But, I mean, you're referencing the first moments of the season. Is it fair to say that you guys not only get still getting to know each other, but also the technical package? It was a big change for you, especially Miguel, this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, was still. I'm still getting my head around it, don't get me wrong. But back then, I knew exactly how I needed to ride, but I just couldn't. Uh, first day especially, I was a bit nervous. Uh, and uh, I had a little bit of... Uh, uh, a big crash uh, oh, yeah. together with Paul. So it was a stra- it was, it was spectacular was a crash, spectacular <laughs> crash uh, that didn't went on the camera, but we have it on the yeah, yeah. Aprilia cameras. <laughs> we have it. Um, it was a monumental high side on entry, and oh, I was really lucky not to get Absolutely. hurt. Um, so it's pretty, uh, people probably don't know this, but it was a really, really big crash for me. Um, no, 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 no. It was yeah. a really big crash so uh, every part of my body hurt the next day but we managed to go through f- first in q in q1 yeah and then fourth on the grid in q2 <laughs> so yeah. it was quite a quite a day and i was running uh, for the first sprint podium ever yeah. and i ran wide in the last lap so Three corners seven. to the end yeah um, but still now, like last weekend from Friday to Saturday, make a major step on riding, but also the, the steps we do on the bike, they are, they are steps to help me gain more confidence to do something which I'm not doing, you know, it's not something wrong with, with the bike. Um, and that's something we find out this year, is that the bike is, once, you've, once we've found a, a base, the bike is very similar um, to work in every track. Uh, so that's up to us then to adjust which way we want to go more or less
0: when you were speaking about the crash there's one small phenomenon i'd like to ask you to about this idea that um a rider crashes and takes the second bike but somehow it doesn't feel the same as the first one is this just a a mental thing or is you know is there, does each machine have its own kind of character in a way. I mean, I look at you, Giovanni, because I know you're preparing something that is essentially identical. But then, Miguel, maybe you kind of think, well, you know, that bike was working No,
1: better. look, from my side, is absolutely the same. Um, that's something I took out of my mind early days in the MotoGP class, was that uh, I jump on one bike, I jump on the other, and it will be the same because if both have the same setting, then it doesn't matter. You know, I am not superstitious in any... In anything on on that regard and and the bikes uh, actually feel the same you know uh, it's millimetric, but sometimes the you know the lever position or the angle of the handlebar whatever feels a little bit off but perfect, perfectly perfectly uh, in line with what we ride before, so it's exactly the same
2: yeah there is sometimes that maybe there's a crash you jump on the other bike and there's a different setting mm-hmm. because maybe we are working just to Okay, we have the base, we have the, the 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 setting with the modifiers from the comments and the yeah. data, and maybe it happens that he crashes and he need to jump or on the bike of the previous session or with the new setting, but we have no comparison yeah or just uh, with different tires because we need to manage the tires during the weekend, and it is not sure that I can provide to him the same type of tire for the spare bike because it was in plan. To do a kind of work, and the crash changed the, the situation. But every time, before every session, he knows which are which is the plan, which is the plan with the tires, and which are the backup tires. Means that he knows that if something happens, this will be the tires, just to be ready in any case.
0: Yeah. I mean, the weekend that Miguel referenced, I was still think that one of the most incredible things about MotoGP races is the ability to pick themselves off the floor and then set, you know, a similar crazy lap time within minutes. I yeah. mean, that kind of um, level of performance from a sportsman is quite freaky. How do you see it from your side?
2: No, no, is, uh, I can tell you many times things like that uh, appears normal to us. <laughs> but you need to stop and say, what are they doing? Because it's something that is not uh, human <laughs> from a from point of view. But, uh, yeah, is uh, why they are the best rider in the world.
0: Guys, we're just going to finish with a couple of general views and what's going on in the championship at the moment. I mean, Miguel, we're here in India, but it still seems there's quite a lot of decent local media presence, but they all kind of want to know about like Mark Marquez and what he's doing, um, you know, where he's going to be riding. I just wanted, you know, you guys are in the paddock, you hear people talk, you hear rumors, you have your own opinions on this sport. I mean, what do you think about the changes that have gone on and what, what do you think someone like Marquez should do? Should he be staying with Honda or getting on a different bike?
1: <laughs> Look, I, 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 I could never walk his shoes. He has uh, he has had so many success, so many hardship moments in the last few years. Literally, I could not make a decision. Uh, this is something only him can do uh, and, and the people around him Uh, create the right environment for him to to make a decision. Um, It's true that for a rider, uh, once you no longer work in an environment where you see passion in people, that you don't see um, uh, a will to do better, it's hard for you to get motivated and to go out there after you just crashed and give it 100% again. So I would not blame him if he wants to break out of a contract mid-season and go do something else. Uh, But, you know, it's it's really something I I cannot really advise him what he should or should not do. Uh, Some people might think that Money uh, could make him stay and really uh, push through, but I think at this moment in his career, money is doesn't, not really coming to the equation for for him. Somehow, doesn't fulfil him as a as a person. So I don't know.
0: Giovanni Rins to <laughs> Yamaha, Morbidelli to Ducati. I mean, there's some interesting movements around. I mean, you have a rider that came from another team and manufacturer as well this year, so you can appreciate maybe some of the changes and how interesting those can be.
2: Yeah, changes are always interesting, are something that uh, makes you in the condition to improve. Just also if uh, are other riders that are moving means that the, the, the condition is changing, someone could be faster, someone could be slower. But the point is that everything happening around us uh, is something that uh, doesn't create any problem to us. In any case, our target is to be the faster. This is the uh, our target, and we know that we can achieve that for uh, for the other riders is interesting for for them
0: Eight races in ten weeks. we know it's not going to be easy uh, we know it's a little bit crazy, but is it also something that's going to pass really quickly? Do you think it's no, look I, i'm uh,
1: I like the rhythm you know I think it's nice uh, but also we've come from many races, (laughs) so it's not easy for sure, Uh, but I'm looking forward, to be honest, really different scenario, we had a similar scenario during COVID and uh, Mm -hmm. didn't work uh, bad, so it could could be cool, could be cool to,
2: to, to understand
0: you Giovanni also having all the guys around you and everything that comes with having to move the boxes around Uh, yeah
2: there will be for sure uh, will be difficult to take a breath between one race and the other Uh, we will take the breath uh, when we come home means two times in uh, eight races (laughs) but for, uh, for sure the relationship that we have and also with the guys in the team helps because we find the time just to to have some fun also during the day with the guys yeah, yeah, yeah. that we have in the box we, uh, you, you can enjoy. And uh, it's quite uh, clear for all when it's time to be serious professional work and we can find the time just to keep a, keep a breath and uh, mm. make a smile and then carry on. Yeah. And,
0: Miguel, I think you're building up some daddy credit. When you get back, you're gonna have some, maybe some work to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah we we all know how it works when we have kids at home you know once once you get home after being a little while out uh, the wife hands you a list of things to do at home <laughs> the do it yourself thing at home, but um, now you can sleep uh, yeah <laughs> now I can sleep That's
0: so positive yeah
1: yeah, definitely this is holiday comparing to to go back <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. home, but uh it's, yeah somehow it's you 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 feel. Something is missing. Uh, I have a huge privilege to be able to to bring them to a couple of races in Europe, Uh, so I I cannot complain uh, in front of Giovanni or the rest of the guys because they don't see them uh, while they are at the races, so it's a bit harder. But, uh, you know, phones and video calls work quite well nowadays, so it's not that bad.
0: Lastly, guys, either for the track or for the place or the culture, which of the GPs coming up are you most looking forward to?
2: Phillip Island.
1: It's hard to choose. Uh, it's hard to choose.
2: I uh, really liked Indonesia, but yeah. yeah. No, for me, Phillip Island, just the track is. Really nice. I'm not a rider, but it's really nice. <laughs> but also all the situation. You are not in a hotel. You are in the houses. You you can spend the time with the, your colleagues. That someone becomes a friend because you spend a lot of time together. Just to have a, a dinner like uh, be at home. Yeah. And the barbecues, the, the, barbecues the, the, the and kind of things. dinners. So yeah, yeah. You you build up uh, the group, and uh, and also it's like. Uh, it's more simple to take a breath. Mm.
0: It's a little bit scary to think that it's less than one month between Valencia and Christmas this year. Yeah. I mean, it's, could it be pretty? Could be cold and dark at the <laughs> final round.
1: What? Oh, look, Valencia is always a place where it can be tricky at the end of November. We never know, uh, but we'll be ready for for anything. Yeah, you were fast in the test. I was fast in the test. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see this season.
0: Well, listen, guys, that's all we have time for today. Uh, We're rooting for another great race from Miguel this week. So thank you all for tuning in to RF Unlocked. We'll have more episodes ahead. Don't forget to comment on topics that would interest you. See you next time.